0: Good morning, everyone. Glad you are with us today. My name is Craig. The preaching pastor here at Generations. I'm really glad uh, that you're with us. If I hadn't had already a chance to talk with you, I, I know we have a number of new people. I would love to connect with you uh, after, after the service in, in the lobby out there. Um, we are uh, in the process of kind of uh, wrapping up a sermon series and, and then changing gears, and so this morning we're going to uh, wrap up this series we've been in about uh, the importance of connection, uh, connecting with one another, uh, community sometimes we call it. Uh, however you want to do that, uh, at the heart of the gospel is connection to God and connection to one another. Amen? Amen. And I think the connection to God part is like, okay, I get that. I think the connection to one another, what we sometimes call sideways grace around here, is a little harder for us to get a hold of uh, from time to time. Uh, and, and yet it's vitally important. And we kind of open this series talking about how even science uh, says that connection is super important uh, to our, our own personal health. That the, the number one and the number two predictor of whether you're going to live through the next decade is how connected you are. Uh, connected in, in very close and then connected in, in kind of the, the large group kind of uh, experience. Um, so we're going to wrap that up. Uh, so let's begin by looking at our memory verse uh, today. Uh, let's say this together. I give you a new commandment that you love one another just as I have loved you you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. So um, we kind of started this, uh, the, this last little section about kind of the cost of engagement uh, in our lives with, with this question. Uh, what do you think of when you think of the word Engagement. Let's put that, there we go, up there. Um, and we, you know, the answers are kind of all over. On the far end is kind of this commitment to get married. You're in, engaged. Uh, and then on the other end, eventually you came up with science fiction and Star Trek and pa- Captain Campar- Cam- Picard. Engage! Say, engage. engage! Hey, y'all, future captains right there if we ever have that kind of thing. So, um, but the, the the truth of it is that uh, real community requires engagement on your part, you know, connectedness to one another. It requires uh, a commitment, if you will. And I know we live in a time where everybody's got commitment issues these days, you know, in one way, shape, or another. Uh, but, but commitment is at, is at the heart of, of, uh, of, of authentic relationship. And, and one of the prices of having authentic relationships, of having uh, authentic community with other people, is the, the need to make a commitment, to engage. Uh, Them in in that and engage the kingdom. And so we've talked about the cost of authentic connection and engagement. Um, And so uh, last week we kind of talked about money and and how that impacted it and why that was important. That's kind of the last thing we hold out on from God is often our our money. Uh, And so we kind of talked about our two cents worth and, and why that was important. But today I want to talk about something that I think is even more difficult for us than money, and that is the greatest engagement is in time. Okay? Because time is more valuable than money these days in so many ways in, in, in our lives. Uh, and, and so it's hard for us and, and we want to celebrate with those uh, who engage uh, in this kind of a thing we're going to do that a little bit we're going to hear from our mission trip in a, in a little bit uh, but, but I want to encourage you at this point to, to, to give some concentration to what do we, how do I give time to God how do I uh, give of myself in that piece of it so um, here's, here's what I know for sure uh, engaging the body of Christ with your time is following the example of Jesus engaging the body of christ with your time is following the life of jesus the example of jesus no one served more than jesus christ himself amen i mean he he just did It's, it's, it's all over the gospels everywhere he went i love this idea it's not new to me but everywhere he went he made people's lives better right even when he had to speak hard truth to people, he was trying to pull them into the kingdom, trying to pull them into a path that was better for them and, and, and better for eternity. So everywhere he went, his, his engagement as a person made lives better. Um, there's the, the verse and kind of the, the text for this morning is found in Mark chapter 10, verse 45. Uh, and it says this, For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, okay? And to give his life a ransom for many. Uh, so let, let's say this together, okay? For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give His life a ransom for many. Mark 10:45. Uh, uh, and so, a part of this service, a part of engagement, a part of giving our time, uh, is a part of the transformation into the image of Christ. Okay? It's a part of modeling what what He has He has done in in our lives. He, he's like our father and we're like the children. You know, how many of you, when your kids are small, at some point you found your kids mimicking you in some way? Yeah, yeah. How many had at least one time when it was embarrassing that they were mimicking, okay, we won't go there. You know? I mean, it's just, it's the, way it, it's the way it works and we mimic Christ, we, we do what he did and that is used to, um, to help us and change us. And so that kind of leads me to this con- conclusion. Uh, engaging the body of Christ with your time is life-changing. It is life-changing. It's amazing what it does. Volunteering in even the smallest ways makes a huge difference in your spiritual life and honestly, in your emotional life as well. There's all kinds of research now about this kind of thing. I tell you all the time. Uh, science is always catching up to where God already was right and so if you go to a professional these days very often you say I'm kind of down you know I'm not talking about clinical depression but I'm just kind of you know, one of the things they will very often say to you is go serve somebody go help somebody go go give your time away because there's these studies coming out that says that, that when you go and you serve someone else it kind of buoys our spirit we feel better about ourselves. We feel better about life. It helps take our eyes off of us, and as the song we sang, and puts our eyes on Christ and puts our eyes on others and, and the world that, that is around us. And so it, it's just such a strong thing to happen for us that, that when you volunteer, it, it, it's going to be life-changing for you in, in so many ways. So, and here's what else I know about that. When you start out volunteering, it often turns into a ministry. You, you often get get hooked and this has happened to me so many times where someone goes you know I started out volunteering with that thing just because you kept talking about it and just get you off my back kind of a thing and and then I volunteered and it was like oh well that's cool and then I volunteered it's like wow that's really cool and next thing I know I'm doing it all the time and it's kind of become my thing and and they're like has that ever happened before I'm like all the time all the time. There's something about volunteering that that, that just gets into our souls because it becomes ministry. And can I tell you something? Now, Now hear me the right way here, but I have discovered that ministry is addictive. Not in a bad sense, But in a good sense, there's something about it that just draws us in and ministers to our souls. And and once you get a hold of that, it's it's great joy uh, in in our lives. Um, And so it it has a way of changing us for the better in so many ways, it's life-changing. And in fact, uh, when we go the other direction, when we get into the selfish mode and more about me, and and that that changes us as well, you're going one way or another. Um, This really became clear to me when I was uh, working in the marketplace uh, before I went on to seminary and being a pastor and all those sorts of things. so I was in a position where uh, I was doing a lot of hiring and firing. Uh, people would come through, and I was in the grocery business, and we hired these crews and, and all of that sort of thing. And so um, the hiring was, was fun. Uh, the firing was a little less fun uh, and, and hard sometimes. Uh, anyone want to say amen there if you're in a position where you have to do that? That's, it's just difficult. And, but I ended up doing a lot of it because I was dealing with a lot of young people that were kind of getting in their first job or their second job they were stalkers or what. well one one day i um i had to let go a, a young man with a family and and a couple three kids and and the whole thing and letting him go was absolutely the right choice he couldn't function in the job so we had to do that but on the way home it suddenly dawned on me i think the holy spirit spoke to me and said you're not even thinking about that you don't even regret that you had to do that and I had kind of this revelation, and I thought, that's not the kind of person I want to be, right? I mean, it was justified, but I just caused a man with a family to lose his job, and, and th- that should bother me, amen? You know, not, that's not the wrong decision, but it should bother me. And, and so the focus had become so internal about that that, that I, I didn't care anymore, and, and it dawned on me, I want to give my life away to things that I care about that matter, that make me more like Christ, not more like the evil one, amen, okay? So hear me when I say this, service is less about the one served and more about the one serving. Service is more, is less about the one served, although they benefit from that, right? We have a food giveaway out here. We have all kinds of compassionate ministry stuff, and that matters to those people who receive that. But the greatest benefit of volunteering in that context is the change that it makes in you. Yeah, there's our volunteers. (laughs) They're the ones that say amen to that. There's something about that that's very powerful. So um, volunteering your time releases the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. Did I skip a slide? Oh, let's get back to this one. Okay. Yeah, volunteering releases the power of the Holy Spirit. Power is a funny thing. A lot of times we think of power as bad, right? Oh, that person is using his power poorly. Uh, And whenever they do that, it's like, oh, we shouldn't give them quite so much power. Power is neither good nor bad. It's all about how you use it, amen, right? So if you've ever had a great mentor that was your boss, they used power to empower you and to train you and all of those, and you all have heard my story. I'm, I'm far more accomplished than I would be on natural talent because I had so many mentors that just poured into me in all kinds of ways, and so power can be used well, power can be used bad, but worse than either one of those is power that could have made a difference but goes unused, and I'll relate this to the healthcare field. The only thing worse than dying of a disease that they couldn't find a cure of is dying from a disease and then realizing there was a cure, but it never got to you. Amen? Amen. Power that could have been used for good that, that, that wasn't. And so when I talk about the Holy Spirit in power, we're given instructions about what that looks like. So uh, Acts chapter, uh, two, uh, chapter 1, uh, next slide. Um, But you will receive power, okay, you all have received power if you're followers of Jesus Christ. Okay, turn to the person next to you and say, you got the power. (laughs) That's right, you got the power, okay, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So the point of the power that you have received is to serve others. To be witnesses to the, to the world uh, uh, around you, to give witness to what God has done. And witness, when I was growing up, man, witness always meant like the three spiritual laws or the four spiritual laws or your testimony or, or using, how many of you always have understood that in terms of the, the words, yeah? Oh, am I the only one? Wow, I was way off from the rest of the world. Uh, then I grew up and I went to school and it turns out the way you give witness most often is your actions, is the way you love on people, the way you treat people. That's what's supposed to make us different from the rest of the world, is the way we treat people, where people go, wow, they, they're, they're, they love their enemies. They bless those that curse them. They do good for people that do them harm, and, 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 and so when we talk about the power, it is the power to be what you have, power, To make a difference in the world, not just through your actions or through your words, but through your actions and through the life that that you live, through getting engaged in the work of, of the kingdom. And love in action is kind of what it's all about. Say, love in action. Yeah, that's the kind of church we want to be, amen? It's love in action. I can preach about this all day long to get it, okay? So we want to be a love in action church, amen? Okay. Because we live in a world when there are tons of fakes out there this day have you seen the ai fakes that they're doing like deep fakes and videos and all of that you know you can't even trust your own eyes these days but you know what resonates with people authentic love in action people go that's the real deal that's what i, I want and so cri- scripture makes it clear that it is our love for one another that will win people to Jesus by serving each other, okay? So, uh, and then engaging the body of Christ with your time is essential to your spiritual health. It's an essential ingredient to it. It's how you you grow. People in the bleachers don't make a difference, right? People in the bleachers aren't in shape. (laughs) Glad somebody got it, you know? I don't know about you, I, I like watching some sports, you know? And I look at those guys, and they're like in shape and strong and, and fast, and there's a part of me that's like, yeah, I'd like to be like that. But if you ever go to a game or you look around, you know, the guys just watching the game, not so much, not so much. Everybody say amen, because you all know that's true, right? You know, right? And so Christ is calling us to get in the game, to, 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 to be a part of what God is doing in the, in the world today. There's a great verse, Hebrews 10 Uh, that says uh, and let us consider how to stir one another up to uh, to love and good works and so the idea is engaging one another uh, in good works and you guys have known because I've hit this passage before but that stir one another up the Greek word actually means irritate each other right so you didn't know that the Bible tells you to irritate each other did you you know you were to irritate one another and I don't know exactly what all that but here's the image I got you know, you're kind of moving along and you're not moving fast enough and one of your brothers and sisters in Christ comes along with a sharp stick and goes, come on, get going, get going, you know. some of you're going, yeah, I'd like to do that to people. <laughs> Others are going, please don't do that. You're, we just learned about your personality right there. Okay, so we're in, called to not only uh, engage, but we're called to encourage one another uh, in the engage, to irritate one another. And so what we want is a volunteer culture where everyone is engaged in volunteering in some sort of way. Now, it doesn't have to look like any number of the normal sorts of things. There's all kinds of ways that works out in you. In fact, for some of you, it won't even be related to the church, but it needs to be related to the kingdom of God, amen? Does that make sense? So uh, that's what we wanna do with that. Now this morning, we wanna, um, we wanna celebrate some people that have demonstrated for us engagement. And so uh, we're gonna ask our uh, work and witness team that went to Guatemala if they would come out uh, and share about that. Uh, and we're going to watch a video of uh, what, what God did in Guatemala. So I invite you to watch that, and I'll come back when, when they're done. You guys come up when the video's done.
1: Quite a, quite a mission trip, wasn't it? Woo! The goals were met. There's a roof, and you should know, church, thank you so much for all of you that participate in Faith Promise and missions. Uh, that roof and that whole parsonage is on the second floor of the back of a church, and uh, you have all helped make that happen. And so uh, uh, they will be finishing it up, there'll be a kitchen upstairs, there'll be a bathroom up there, and... And the pastor, uh, the lady pastor, and her husband, who is the district superintendent, uh, will be living there. And uh, back in 2013, you all helped give that one pastor a motorcycle and a Jesus film backpack. And he went out and he started so many churches, they had to create a whole other district. Like, we're a WAPAC district. They created a whole new district for that. And today, he is the DS of it. Yeah, amen. And so, uh, Pastor Craig, is he here? Where is, he, where is Pastor Craig hiding over there? Pastor Craig, because uh, we uh, knew that you were had very close ties to this trip, we need you to come over here for just a second. Um, there's some special things. They gave us all these little gifts as thank yous. So there's your little, it says on the back, uh, thank you for coming and helping at... Uh, at that particular area, and here's some coffee, some Guatemalan coffee. The children made these pencils for you, and because uh, we know you're an integral part of this team happening, you have your team member shirt, your name tag, your name tag, and on the back, in case you happen to get lost, there's directions that says, you send me to these people. <laughs> We would like you to have that, thank you. and uh, um, we're going to share uh, just a little down bit. Down yeah, you can go down there. Um, Scott, would you like to share? For sure,
2: definitely. Um, probably uh, there, there was some challenges along the way. There were a number of people that got sick along the way, and we just, we covet your prayers. We thank you for really helping us get through that, and uh, people did recover, but it took a lot. Um, Probably one of the things that was one of the challenges that I saw in the trip was uh, we were on the road traveling for over 30 plus hours because we were in a very remote location that was nowhere near Guatemala City, Um, and the thing about that trip is there are a lot of speed bumps comes turned to find out that they added 45 speed bumps on the road we were on just in the last year. And I started realizing why. They wanted us to slow down and buy things in the local markets. And so I think it was a little protection there too, but there were way too many speed bumps. But once we arrived, um, they they welcomed us like family. I mean, we, we were part of the family from the day we showed up. And when we showed up that night, all of the kids ran up to us and hugged us. And we were, at that point, we were part of their family. They cared for us as if we were one of theirs for the entire stay. And, um, and, and, that, and, and the kids are just beautiful uh, as far as just being able to share with them Janice and Addison and Kathy and, and Arlene and everybody else. Um, the vacation Bible school was a success, and also um, really kind of caring for them on that first Saturday. Lots of fun things to do and sharing the Lord with this younger generation. So. And they called us
1: missionaries. They called us missionaries.
2: <laughs> so, hand it off to Wayne.
3: Hi. Uh, my first time doing anything like this, and it was pretty amazing. Uh, Scott mentioned the 30-plus hours of driving, uh, totally different than 30 hours of driving in this country where it's like that monotonous road trip where you just want to get there. Think of a 30-hour roller coaster ride that's sheer exhilaration, anxiety, fear, um, passing three cars wide on a two-lane road with a motorcycle on the shoulder in the rain on a blind curve at night. <laughs> for 30 hours, because that's pretty much what it was. (laughs) There was a a clip of the driving that uh, I guess Kramer didn't want to include to keep people from being scared away in the future, maybe. But uh, really made me appreciate, just the whole experience really made me appreciate how good we have it in this country to see how other people live with so much less material goods, creature comforts, governmental influence. Um, Kind of a running joke was probably about three minutes into this project, OSHA would have shut us down. (laughs) And uh, just just amazing what can happen. And even with just the basics sometimes, that uh, people come together, they can make a huge difference.
1: Well, you know, the interesting thing is I forgot about the exciting driving. <laughs> it's, kind of, it's sort of part of my daily life when I'm not here. And so when I come home, and I, I, it's usually late at night, I, I, I get at the airport at 10, 30, or 11 at night, and I'm driving home, and I, I get home, and I tell Sue, I say, I'm such an impatient driver, <laughs> because we get used to only driving the rest of the world. <laughs> it's, uh, but, uh, you know, when we first started doing work and witness and we'd go out and we're like we're gonna turn the lights on no matter how dark it is we're staying till midnight we're gonna get this job done and really you know when you go on a work and witness we're gonna witness and if there's a little more time we're gonna build and you saw the result a lot of people thought oh we're never gonna get that roof on this is never gonna happen and guess what The the roof was on, the goal was made, and uh, it happened because these folks here went out and some others that aren't here today, and they were the hands and the feet of Jesus. And they did the witnessing. They did a lot of being together. It's about the relationships. Things are just things. Building projects are just building projects. There will always be somebody else who will go out there and swing a hammer and get it done. But the one thing that can never be taken away is those relationships. And so with that, I want to give uh, some thank yous to folks here. Let's see. Where's Wayne here? Wayne, thank you. Oops. John, thank you. Janice, thank you. These little certificates. my lovely wife Sue put together, and it says on it, November 1 through 9, 2023, in appreciation of your participation in ministry. And this one says for Addison Cantrell, and the Working Witness and Jesus Home Harvest Partners. And so this is for your family. Can you, uh, you can, there's that, and there's one for your mom and one for your dad. Okay, thank you. And, And then Gary Gray, Here you go, and Arlene. Now what a great, give these folks a big hand. They just did a wonderful thing. And if you'd like to come be part of this, uh, you know, physically, many of you are part of this monetarily and and prayer-wise, and that, you know, nothing happens. You know, somebody says, uh, you know, love makes the world turn, and another, another little story is about money grease the, the bearings it spends on. And we don't build the projects without the resources. So thank you, thank you, and thank you, because you've been so good helping us to, res- you know, be able to have the resources to do these things. And these are, uh, you know, lives are being changed, and souls are getting saved. And, and those are eternal things. So thank you very much, Pastor. You're gone.
3: <laughs> there you are,
1: it's, it's your show, <laughs> and and uh, don't forget about the mission trip coming up. There's a little cards like this laying on the desk out there. All right. thank you very much. Just
0: quickly, I do want to remind you that next year, we're going to Africa. How many have ever been to Africa? You, yeah, Daryl. Daryl's been all over the world. Uh, um, I, I would encourage you, uh, mission trips are life-changing. And we've got time. It's going to cost some money. You can start saving now. Uh, but they're going to go and, and be a part of that. Uh, so uh, I encourage you, think about it, pray about it, okay? Uh, and, and sign up to, to go to Africa on our mission trip uh, next, next summer. So just quickly, um, a couple of things uh, before we kind of wrap up here. Number one, I just want to encourage you to come serve with us uh, in the church. Like I said, I told you last week the goal for giving was not a dollar figure. It was that everybody participated. Okay? I don't care if it's two cents if everybody participates. The same as with volunteering. It isn't that, that you know we need the, the very best perfect sorts of things, but that everybody would be involved in giving their life away to the kingdom of God in a way uh, that matters. And some of you, maybe that's a weekly thing or maybe it's a different sort of thing. So I just wanted to run down kind of the ways you can volunteer here at Generations Community. And if one of these strikes you, if you have your welcome card, just put like whatever I said on there and, and your name and contact information and we'll help you get connected. But here's some of the things that happen around here. We have a greeter ministry. It's a great ministry. Come a little before service, greet people. If you're an extrovert like me, it's like woohoo, you get to talk to people, you know, and call it ministry, you know? And then it'll stay in a little after, and, and that's it, and you're done. We'd love to have you be a part of that. Uh, we're looking to establish ushers, which are people who help people in here. Again, it's kind of a people-oriented ministry. Uh, if you can sing or play an instrument, uh, the worship team uh, is a great place to serve. Uh, yeah, but you do need to be able to sing or play an instrument, right? Okay. Y'all got that? Okay. Anyway. Um, Tech Booth is a great place back there <laughs> uh, uh, for, for you. Uh, Marilyn is waving. Marilyn's kind of our key person with our, our projection back there. Um, if you're interested in that, you know, sound and projection and all those things, that's a great place. Children's ministry and teen ministry are super important. Um, Like we've said it over and over again, the number one place where people are converted is children's ministry. You do have to pass a background check, a federal background check. So uh, just so you knew that. Women's ministry is a great place. They do all kinds of things. Men's ministry is getting started, not this Saturday, but the Saturday after is our men's breakfast. Guys, come and be a part. We're going to try and establish the deacon ministry again, which is people who care for the building. So if you're good, like with hammers and saws and figuring out how to do stuff, we really, really need you because your pastor is not good at this kind of thing. I'll tell you the story I tell about this. This is a true story. My last church, we were doing some work around the church and the guys were doing all these things and I was standing there with a group of them and apparently I was talking too much because one of the guys in the group finally said to me, Pastor, don't you have a sermon to work on? (laughs) Yes. True story, true story. Good friend, true story. Um, so if you're good with that, just deacon or facility and, and mark that on there. Uh, we're gonna, we want to start a watchman ministry, which is kind of help with parking lot security and welcoming and, and maybe some training with active shooter kinds of things. Uh, care ministry for following up with people who are homebound or, or who need, to, uh, need some extra care with that. Uh, the other places even outside there's the cold weather shelter we, I think we have the most volunteers of any church involved with that it's a great thing you do have to be able to stay up but there's lots of different ways there Salvation uh, Army bell ringers super important to the work the Salvation Army does stand there, ring a bell Dress up like Santa if you want. <laughs> A Christmas house is coming up, which is gifts for children that wouldn't otherwise have it. Our food giveaway happens almost every Monday. I encourage you. In fact, I think they need some volunteers for this Monday. Is that right, Christine's, Christina? So yeah, if you have, uh, if you have month, uh, the, tomorrow off or are able to do that, they would really... Stand up, would you? Come see this lady in the red. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she is our, our leader with that. So... Um, Uh, and Salvation Army uh, as well. Christina, would you stand up as well? She's a compassionate ministry, so she has kind of the big picture uh, with all of that. Um, uh, Next uh, slide, oh yeah, and you can volunteer with it. Let's back up one, sorry. Didn't mean to confuse you. Uh, This year, the uh, uh, Marysville Food Bank toy store is coming to our church. Uh, and so we need volunteers to help out with that uh, it 's a few days you can see there MarysvilleFoodBank.org slash toy store or toy store at MarysvilleFoodBank.org dot uh, org and it 's a ton of fun. They, they say ten thousand people will be through our facility. They take over the whole whole thing. so two last things here if our uh, musicians would come um, this is the thing uh, this is thanksgiving you' all ready for Thanksgiving <laughs> and some of you are like, "Oh no, this week um, so I want to encourage you this week to give thanks for what God has done for you amen yeah. certainly the stuff uh, but but uh, but to give thanks as well for your people in your life the relational wealth we have amen okay and then the second one and here's my challenge for you do something that causes um, that causes others to give thanks for you different take on Thanksgiving do something that causes others to give thanks for you. Uh, Daryl mentioned that in that parsonage up above, uh, they have a bathroom in there. The reason they have a bathroom in there is because when we were doing the project, they were doing the project, they had some money left over, so they were able to put a bathroom in the house where the district superintendent lives. Now, don't you think they're thankful for our worship team and our church? (laughs) You know, indoor plumbing, what an idea, you know? So do something. Do something to stretch yourself uh, to bless someone else around you. Don't look at me like that. Say amen. So do something to bless others around you. Amen. Amen. Church family, thank
2: you so much for watching this video. We hope that God is inspiring you and working in your life. If so, make sure you send this video to a friend so that they can be impacted by the good news of the gospel as well. Make sure you like and subscribe to the channel so that you don't miss a single video. And as always, we hope that God is continuing to work and move in your life. Thanks again for watching. God bless.